0: My name is PC Tunney. I am the advocate for the administration that allocates literation all across America, and I am joined, as always, by the architect, the scientist, the man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the you got it. Yep, got it. The other half of the world's yeah. greatest tag team never.
1: It's him, it's DPP. <laughs> Welcome back, P C Tunney, Had a week off there, it was nice, but we had Big Dave filling in for you and we had a we had a good time.
0: Yeah, I know I love you guys real rough show. You had a preview Clash of Champions, <laughs> do trivia, listen to Dave talk for a while. Let's bring him in, the third member of this triumphant, trifecta of triangular podcasting. It's none other than
2: the funky, phenomenally fresh AJ Belaz. And even more alliteration right there. Wow. But yeah, it is, it is good to have you back and give us that classic intro that we're all used to.
1: Oh yeah, because yeah. mine apparently was the drizzling shits last yeah. week. You know. Nah,
2: that's not
0: true. <laughs> Give yourself the buzzer.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I listened to, I don't know, a little bit of the beginning, a little bit of the end. Nothing major.
2: It's just then Tony doesn't even listen to his own podcast. I oh <laughs> god, you know what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> STP, you get to so many doing so many and so many a week, even, and oh.
1: you don't have to defend it that. A gag. I never, I've never listened to a single one of my podcasts, because I just can't listen to myself. So,
2: I, I was about. To, I'm the same way. I listened to the first couple for me, and then I'm like, all right, I sound fine. I'm done.
0: <laughs> I'll listen to like certain things. Like I'll we'll have I'll post a show and we'll do a new bit, or we'll have a bit that I thought was funny or not, or something I didn't think went well, and I'll listen back like that, or. Definitely, when we used to do a lot of interviews, I would always listen back to the interviews at least once, maybe twice, just to kind of figure out how to become a better interviewer. But, but yeah, other than that, I get down the line so many episodes. and so you, so It's not like a jackass. You know, after all the podcasting that I've done and people I've interviewed, I don't listen to any of that stuff anymore.
2: <laughs> I it's would, just one line. It just flows all but, time together. Yeah,
0: but that's not even true, though, of that. I mean, I just didn't listen to you guys. Um, sure, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Fair.
0: laughs> but no, I would. If you're coming up, I would. I would suggest listening back to key parts or things that you did, like where you gave a really good, you know, opinion on something that was long longer than usual. You can go back and get your timing down and things of that nature. Different stuff like that. But anyway, it's good to be back. Episode two forty seven of the DWI podcast.
1: Yay. Yes, sir. Awesome. Got, got that
0: awesome. thumbs
2: up from, from the scientist.
0: Well, it's Friday. we got a lot of uh, good TV watching ahead of us, apparently. And, well, let's start drinking. It's the weekend, so what you drinking?
3: Drink it in, man. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk.
0: Just sounded loud. Still, I don't know. No, Daniel Hall. Pla- not. <laughs> I pulled a plaid on you. It didn't come in quick enough.
1: <laughs> That's what she said.
2: That's what she's phrasing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, phrasing. Horrible. Horrible.
0: <laughs> well, DP, the Brewers are officially out of the playoffs. The season is over. I guess they extended their years of making the playoffs, which is the only good thing. Although they would have got a top 10 pick if they didn't make the playoffs, so I kind of wish they would not have. Right. But anyway, cheers to them. I got a Bell's Two-Hearted. I also had Lakefront IPA the other day, the, the one with the big eye on it. So, TP,
1: what are you or what will you be drinking? What will I be drinking, I guess? Because right now I'm just drinking uh, some more of that glass bottle Coke uh, that I picked up a couple weeks ago. But uh, I do have some... Uh, point drop dead blonde sitting in the fridge oh, waiting go. to have a little bit later along with some river west steins remember, so correct? that is yeah that's uh yeah it's really good, good uh so that's uh that's waiting for me here probably in a couple hours or maybe when trivia starts we'll see trivia yeah. <laughs> <It usually laughs>
0: starts
2: with the trivia <laughs> oh
0: man we got to hurry up with these first couple things Go ahead, AJ. What are you drinking?
2: Well, I know I said it uh, last week that I'd be drinking down the entire gym beam, but I still got a little bit left. I have a glass of this, along with, you'll probably see it on Pod is War, the uh, Velanzano wine that Andrew likes drinking. I have a glass of that with me, too. So we're uh, mixing up a little sweet and a little bit of bitter.
0: Fill me up that whiskey and wine. All right, folks. Well, that's what we're drinking this week. Let's let you know what we're talking about this week on the podcast known as DWI.
3: Well,
2: well we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. And something we know Tony missed last week. Sheet. Sheet.
0: Wow, well, let me tell you, <laughs> absence did not make the hard grow Wonder, let me tell you that right now. Uh
1: at least it healed up the ears, maybe.
0: Yeah. Great to be back, guys. Great <laughs> to be back. Okay. This week on the DWI podcast, we're gonna give some final thoughts on the Clash of Champions pay per view. We're gonna look ahead and preview the matches that we're gonna have, uh at NXT TakeOver thirty one. We're gonna get the trivia. We're gonna get back to the trivia. Or do you guys have trivia last week?
2: We did. We did. Course we did. Dan, Dan on the uh, trivia this week. Oh or last week, sorry. So the
0: guest finally didn't win. He was finally
2: yep. it, it was less of a guest though. He was more of a co host. He right? was a
1: co-host. It yeah, was part he of the was. attitude of aggression, but
2: uh, yeah. and if you listened in, uh he actually said he wanted to be on that week, so it's a good thing that you said yeah it's softball.
0: <laughs> well he was gonna come on either way, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no big deal. We'll get We'll get back to uh, DWI, uh, blame it on the alcohol, fantasy football, uh, you know, challenge here. And boy, the the standings have changed since we've talked two weeks ago, folks. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. There may be some Barry Horowitz in my future. Uh, and a last call. It's going to cover some AEW and some NWA. DPP. Don't shake your head. Just ring the bell.
1: See that, dude. I won't.
0: They (laughs) can't see you, but I can see
3: you. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. What I want everybody to do right now is, including you guys, is go on your computer or your phone and go to your little website finder, whatever you use. And I want you to put in whatever your browser is. I just want you to put in Clash of Champions 2020 space Cagematch.net, all one word.
2: (laughs) Okay. This this should be interesting.
0: And I want you to hit the link that goes to the results portion of their website for this pay per view. Now, those of you. Do not know CageMatch.net pretty much has the information on ev- almost every single wrestler and every single pay-per-view and every single federation almost ever. Like if it happened, it's probably on there. If it's not on there, it, it, it's a mirage. It but I mean, there's a, what I'm trying to say is there's a ton of great information on there a great reference points. I've used it a lot in interviewing people from around the country that I had never met before and never heard of before, but I could find their little indie results you know, I, not that their stuff is little, but you know what I'm saying, the smaller scope of, of wrestling to find different information. But I also like to use it today as a tool on showing people what wrestling fans think of matches, another way to look at stuff, because people will actually go on here, I think you can go on here and vote or something like that, and they, they you can see their ratings and the pay-per-views, and you can go back and see how their pay-per-views are rated. So let's run this down. This pay-per-view got a six-point, which is actually, pretty good if you go back and look at the history of all the pay-per-views you get up into like the seven and a half eights that's when you're getting to your you know your really good WrestleManias and your king of the ring 2001s and things of that nature okay 6.7 is pretty good that's like a b plus almost here on the curve uh and it's mainly because it has really good matches so right away the card opens up with the match we're all looking forward to right jeff uh A.J. Styles and Sami Zayn. What, I know you guys both watched the pay-per-view. What did you guys think of that match? Did that match meet expectations? Would you give that match an eight point six three that it got based on the sixty-three votes that it says right there?
1: I would have probably given it close to an eight, maybe. Definitely not. I mean, not as high as they gave it, but I thought it was a pretty solid match. I mean, they it closely lived up to expectations. I think it ended up kind of turning out the way we thought it was going to with all of our picks from last week with Sami Zayn coming up with some shenanigans to win. I thought they did a really good job with how we kind of, you know, usually when they bring out the handcuffs, it's always really like, oh boy, here we go. But they got a little creative with it, which was kind of cool. And I thought they did a really good job with this match.
2: Yeah. I, Uh, if, if you want to go to our site, the chair shot, I actually reviewed uh, Clash of Champions for Sunday. And I actually really loved the match. Uh, Sammy, like we all said, he gets the shenanigans win. he it, it was different. I liked it because he did something different with the handcuffs, where it was he tied himself to AJ. So AJ couldn't go up to grab the, the titles unless he brought Sammy with him, and then Sammy takes the key out, unlocks himself. It was an amazing match. The Like I said, the only thing was, it was like, was it a title defense? Ch- Screw it. S- Sammy Zayn is now Intercontinental Champion, and I know for uh, SmackDown this Friday, uh, Jeff Hardy's doing his rematch clause, so that should be a good match, too. Maybe more shenanigans, who knows? But no, it was, I think it deserved the rating that it got.
0: I was I was trying to think of some bad Santa Claus rematch Claus joke, but I I had a couple different ones that I was gonna do, but I decided just to not even do it and tell you that I was thinking about Christmas, which Smart. you know what did I? It's less than less than three months, folks. Better get shopping done.
1: Right. Don't don't try and pre-order that PlayStation Five because you ain't getting it.
0: There you go. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Watch me. You just have to wait. Oh, there you go. Challenge. Challenge. Oh.
2: Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. I'll bring out my suit and everything. <clears throat>
0: Ooh.
2: Diamond hair blonde. I,
0: I'm glad the rock right guy won that match because I think Sami Zayn can be a really good heel IC champion. I mean, he is really over as a heel right now in my mind, and there's not even really a crowd. Could you imagine how over he would be right now with a crowd? I mean, that would be ridiculous. So hopefully he can hang on to that belt for a while. Hopefully we'll see a crowd sooner then later, I'm just scrolling down the other matches. Asuka beat Zelina. Lashley <laughs> defeated Bobby uh, Apollo Crew. Uh, the Street Profits, they defended the title. So that was three matches that didn't even get a five ring on here out of ten. And then Oscar beat Bailey by DQ, so that really didn't even count. And now we get to the last two matches, the two title matches. A 6.75 for orton and mcintyre what did you guys think of that one with all the legends showing up there
2: i mean i thought it was good i again if you look at my review i made a joke saying it was like uh, ebenezer scrooge getting visited by multiple ghosts <laughs> because it's basically what happened he gets the advantage over drew and then i don't know where big show comes out and pulls him off all right he gets the advantage again and they go into the backstage area Christian decides to beat him up in catering because we couldn't have Paul Heyman eating and catering again like money in the bank. And then Shawn Michaels super kicking him and pushing him off to the ambulance. I liked it. It was just really weird where I'm just thinking, Drew really has no idea that people are just randomly beating the shit out of Randy when he's... The, I get that he's down and he doesn't see it or he's like unconscious or trying to collect himself, but... Really, just randomly, Randy's out on the floor, and you hear a big crash because Sean pushed him off of the ambulance through tables, or he got thrown into a table himself through like a bunch of food and and silver platters, so like really, you didn't see that, okay,
1: yeah, you had to kind of suspend a little bit of that that disbelief there on on those on this one, and yeah, like big shows' not hard to see when he comes walking off to ringside or something, you know, but. You know, I, I thought it was, they, again, they got creative with it like they did with the ladder match. You know, it was, they added some different things to this. And, uh, you know, I thought it was cool. It certainly gives Randy Orton the out as to why he lost and everything. Like, so you have to kind of, yeah, like Drew McIntyre, obviously, you know, it's, it's hard to get that belief, like, oh, yeah, I won it on my own. Ha ha ha. You know, obviously, you know, he had help and he knows it, but. It just it gives us the opportunity to have the final match at Hell in the Cell here because that's obviously where they're going with it. But I mean, as far as the match goes, I thought it was kind of cool to see them come back. I I kind of predicted that you know if Edge was healthy, he would have been the one to inter- interfere in that match when they opened the ambulance. He'd be standing in there or something and you know spear Randy Orton. But we didn't get him. We got everybody else. So uh, you know, kind of cool. I I definitely. I'm probably right on with that rating. I probably would have given it 6.5 to 7, somewhere like that, because I, I did think it was a really good match and creative, but, you know. I I, I was really hoping Randy Orton would win, unfortunately. Same. So, but oh well. Well,
0: it looks like we're still going to get Randy Orton again.
1: Yeah. So, I mean,
0: they're really, really <laughs> dragging this one out. I, I mean, you could totally see what it was going to be. Orton and McIntyre in the Hell in a Cell and likely Bailey and Sasha in Hell in a Cell.
1: That's what it's looking like, yeah. Well, oh.
2: un- unless, because I believe, not this week, next week is the WWE draft starting on SmackDown. So they mm. they, they might do our little ploy of Sasha gets shipped off the Raw or something.
3: And
0: that's oh, right before I, Hell I, in the Cell. This, this is what I've seen on the on the dirtiest of the sheet. <laughs>
2: Is that like Big Show eating Eddie's uh, burritos from years ago? Is that what the dirtiest sheets are? I
0: don't know what you're talking about.
2: Really? The, the skit where Eddie's cousin or nephew gave Big Show a bunch of burritos and they were filled of laxatives? You don't remember that?
0: Nobody, nobody remembers what you're talking about. Wow! <laughs> It's just happening in your. I'm head. the
2: youngest one here, uh, and I feel old.
0: Not true. Not true, true. Nobody knows what you're talking EP? about. DP?
2: Nothing. Because
1: your brain works works better making, than ours now.
0: You're you're making things up.
2: <sighs> Fine. I'll just drink more wine then.
1: You'll forget I'm all about kidding. it. More. I'm,
0: there's no <laughs> selling you, you son of a bitch. Go ahead. Yeah. Just I'm aware. Mind. Well, all right. So. <laughs> We're going, to get, we're going to have more time. We're going to have more episodes to talk about Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, it seems to be. Did you just think the Roman Reigns-Jey uh, Uso match was better? Would you have rated that higher or the Triple Threat IC match? Just to start the conversation on this championship match.
1: Well, I probably would have rated the Triple I would have Threat match the ladder higher. Match. Yeah, That's I, I did too. as well.
0: And that's kind of what happened here. I'm, that's, I'm guessing what happened on your ratings at the chair shot. And if you're looking for a review and ratings and a better idea of what happened during these matches, definitely go to the thechairshot.com. I just brought up cagematch.net if you're looking for some old results and things of that nature and just a different way to look at stuff, which has always been a, a fun, a favorite site of mine to go back and Find those obscure kind of things, but always, always head on over to thechairshot.com. Check out the results and ratings over there as well. How do you like the storyline, the way they told this story during this match, DP? Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, Blood, Cousins. I mean, psh. his brother comes out, throws in the towel.
1: I like, the, I definitely like the way they ended that. Um, you know, when we talked about the match, I was. I was on board if that would end up being like a squash match, kind of like Lesnar. Uh, but I like what they did here. They they gave you know USO uh, make it made it look like he had a chance. You know he had a lot of fight in him and everything, which is which was awesome. And Roman Reigns just kind of you know ultimately just overpowered him. You know showing off the whole I'm the you know I was always the best one and in the family and everything, and I'm the head of the table and. All that, so that was they did a really good job with that, and finally, you know, him taking out Uso, and then his brother coming down and doing that whole bit and getting involved. Obviously, is lead you know leads it to more things into this this battle that obviously is not over. I, I still do hope that they end up joining forces at some point, you know, as as he's the head of the table and they do it. But boy, it sure didn't seem like it after this one because he just beat the ever living crap out of Jey Uso at the end. So i don't know if that's gonna actually happen i know we we heard rumors of new entrance music and new ring gear it looks like he just took off the vest and kept the ring or kept the same music so we'll see if that continues to change which would i think would still be pretty cool if they did a little more to him i definitely like the look a little better he he doesn't need that stupid freaking vest on anymore i think he looks better this way as far as a character as his character goes so I thought it was actually really good. I, I definitely probably would have rated it somewhere near the eight range, probably. Um, but uh, I, I, I really like what they're doing with the storyline. I think it's really, really cool. I love, I love seeing where this thing is going.
2: Yeah, I absolutely love the storytelling because I mean we knew that there would be like a point one millionth percent chance that J, uh, the Usa was going to win. I'm pretty sure it was Jay because they. They, on commentary, had said Jimmy, like, five different times from Corey, so I'm just like, I don't even remember which Uso it was, and I apologize for that, but Jay Uso. Alright. But, um, again, like, I love the storytelling where it was just Roman was beating him down, saying, tell me I'm the the tribal chief, I'm the head of the table, and all that, just do this, and it's all done, just... Everything's gonna be all right if you just admit I'm better. And uh, I, the thing that really got me, that really got a pop out of me, was uh, Charles Robinson trying to check on Jay. And it was just like, "What? What are you doing? This is family business. Get Get out of here before I make you get fired." And then the second time when he's ground and pounding him, it's like, "He's fine. I've been doing this. I've been doing this to him his entire life. Come on, he's fine." So that definitely. Gotta rise out of me. That was funny as hell. But uh, I, the storytelling was great. Hopefully, the Usos will see, like, all right, he is the head of the table. He is the tribal chief. We're, we're going to follow him. And then, you know, we get the Samoan SWAT badass family team, whatever we want to call it. But nah, that was done beautifully. And I loved it so much.
0: Well, <clears throat> I would imagine that you guys would agree with me when I would say that. Roman Reigns is likely staying on Fox on SmackDown and Drew McIntyre is likely staying on uh, USA on Raw, right? Because the, the draft is happening not this coming, a week ne- from next- today and, and the following Monday, yeah, correct? Yeah, ne- 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 next Friday, Smackdown. the 9th, the 9th, the 9th, okay. So, who do you guys want to see come over and be a new challenger to Roman Reigns to have a little bit of a storyline? Because there's going to be one storyline and then there's going to be the the WrestleMania storyline, whatever that's going to be, depending on whether or not they can get the Rocks. So, So, what do you want to see happen now? Because, you know, he doesn't necessarily even have an opponent for Hell in a Cell. I could see a handicap match, both of them against him, and he beats them. but then... Someone's got to come over. I don't see who who else. What are they going to do again? They're going to do Roman and Fiend again. They're going to do Roman and Braun again. Who else is on SmackDown that they could bring? You know, my thing is, I think Keith Lee comes over to SmackDown. You can see Roman and
1: Keith Lee. That would be kind of interesting. Uh, What do you guys thought? Yeah, Keith Lee, I think, was the first one that came to mind, you know, when they did the whole NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series. It was Roman Reigns and Keith Lee standing in the ring together at the end. So, they could definitely revisit that and have a couple good matches there. And, you know, right now it's, I think the main title picture is more open on SmackDown for someone like Keith Lee to get involved there because they obviously have, you know, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and some of these other guys that are probably going to be involved in the title match, you know, the title picture for a while. So, I could see. You know, a guy like Keith Lee moving over there, and maybe they take AJ, now that Paul Heyman's not running Raw, put AJ Styles back on Raw, and maybe uh, have him go at, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre for a little bit, too. Huh.
2: AJ versus Drew. Where have I heard that before? Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> the, uh, that, that's not a bad idea. I would like to see that. Uh, and it, And also... Maybe uh, Keith Lee going over to SmackDown to face Roman. I'm I'm still on board with the whole Bailey dodges a bullet off of Sasha by Sasha going to Raw, and we, we we I know we keep hammering it in. It's like she wins at the Royal Rumble and challenges Bailey, but that that's actually really good storytelling that we really haven't seen from WWE in a while. So I would love to see that.
0: I'm not disappointed the in the women's division in WWE because frankly it's one of the best, it's probably the best women's division in the world, easily. If you just combine, if you combine the talent, on, and it's kind of an unfair advantage if you include NXT, but I would say even if you say Raw and SmackDown combined, that's the best collection of talent. You might might get bored and feel the storylines get stale and it's retreaded kind of uh, uh, matchups, but am I... I'm not alone. I think I'm fairly confident I'm not alone. It, it, when we're all like, "Well, uh, when do we get Becky and Charlotte back?"
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, you can tell on Raw for sure that it's been hurting them. Oh yeah. I mean,
2: Selena know... Vega of all people to face Oscar. Yeah, uh, I was I, I, I was writing the review and I already put down Zelina Vega versus Oscar champion for the Raw Women's Championship, and I already put dash Oscar wins via Oscar lock. All right, let's start this match.
0: <laughs> so, so, if it's Carmella, if it's Carmella is the blonde and the skits on SmackDown, right? And that's on SmackDown. Okay. And then I don't know when, because Becky obviously is not going to be back until probably next year or something at the earliest. If she even decides to come back that quickly at all, that'd be very, that'd be like, that's an eight month turnaround on giving birth. But but when is when Charlotte set to come back? Was it Royal Rumble time? I don't know everything that she had done right away.
1: Yeah, I don't know the timeframe. Um, I thought it was the end of this year at some point. So I, I kind of just assumed they were going to hold her off until Royal Rumble, even if she's ready to come back a
2: little earlier. Got got to give the shock and all. I don't know either, where at the time frame because what was it? A she had to get surgery on her shoulder or something shoulder like that. I don't surgery. really remember off the top of my head.
0: And yeah. I thought something with uh, implants she was getting done again to re, because she had had the problems so, with them before. I don't know. I, I just all things I heard. Go ahead, DP.
1: Mm. No, no, no. That's I was just gonna agree with that. There was a shoulder surgery that she had, and I think you're right with the implant thing because I know they had. She was having some issues, so I think they were getting one of them fixed.
2: Yeah, because I, I remember on the dirtiest of sheets, as we like to call it, Um, I, I think I saw like the last time that she had implants fixed or done or whatever, they got infected or something like that, or they like leaked in the bag or whatever. I don't know. But it might be another reason why she's uh, not in, but I heard shoulder surgery as well.
0: Do you think... It did. Where does where does Tessa end up going? Where is she right now? I know she did a couple of very you know minor independent things uh, apparently. That now that she was able to wrestle again, but I, any chance of her coming to WWE? I don't know. I, I see her end up in AEW maybe.
2: AEW is probably a really good bet. I don't really see her in WWE because all the rumors that we hear backstage where she's really difficult to deal with or she is just very stubborn in her own way. I don't think WWE going to want that. But, hey, never say never. I mean, AEW is probably going to do a real big pitch for her, but she might end up in WWE. Who knows?
1: It seems like for the most part, as far as the women go, I guess I would You know, they're a lot more, you know, go through the NXT, build them up kind of thing as opposed to picking up, you know, already kind of set stars in other places. At least to me, it seems like they do that a lot for the women, at least for the women's division. So I I obviously wouldn't be surprised to see her on, on, you know, WWE, but I like AEW for her for sure, just because I Really want AEW's women's division to start to take off, and it's been pretty lackluster. So, speaking of NXT to WWE and and things of that
0: nature, it looks like Tegan Knox again with the with the knee injury once again. Yeah,
1: ACL. Third ACL tear. Oh, poor woman. Oh my god. No, no bueno.
0: all right, folks. Before we get on and start talking about NXT Takeover Thirty One, let's take a brief pause that call promotional
2: consideration pay for by the following why should you visit the chairshot.com the chairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews
0: news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan the chairshot.com always use your and while you're closing that link to Cagematch.net and switching over to the thechairshot.com. Open up another window and head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash
1: the chair shot. What are you guys laughing at?
2: <laughs> you you abruptly cut off, Chris, during the commercial.
1: I don't know if it was just the way the recording came through, but it like right it was a, always uh, Use over. <laughs> your
3: go over to pro
0: <laughs> No, it was fine. It's okay. Here. Uh. TheChairShot.com. Always use your... Go over to ProWrestlingTees.com. <laughs> that time I did it on purpose.
1: I knew it. Oh, we Go over to
0: ProWrestlingTees.com <laughs> forward slash TheChairShot. Pick up your very own ChairShot t-shirt. There's one for everybody, one for anyone. You're going to put uh, stuffing in their stalker. nicely. Look, you guys got me fucked up. Stocking, <laughs> stuffing in their, <laughs> their- Stuffing in their... In their stockings.
1: stuff your own stockings
0: oh man <laughs> just yeah thechairshot.com thechairshot.com always use your head alright ladies and gentlemen NXT TakeOver number 31 this week and let's start right here Kushida, Velveteen Dream I'm looking forward to this match I think this match is going to be really good I'm interested to see if the winner of this match is going to be a contender for the North American title or maybe even for the world title in NXT. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. It's just weird. Cause I, I do like, I'm kind of open. Kushida comes out on this one because seeing him go after the North American title or get involved at least in a, in a title picture would be pretty awesome. And I know it's, I don't know if it's just everything that happened with Velveteen dream, you know, couple months ago and everything, you know, and him trying to come back here. I think they had other plans for him probably. And now they're, he's getting kind of tossed back into these other oddball storylines where I I just, I don't see him. I don't, I guess I don't want to see him going back for the North American title, you know, possibly a chance at the NXT title again. I I kind of feel like they were maybe ready to move him up to the main roster and then everything happened and it was like, Mm -hmm. oh shit, maybe, you know, I don't think we can really do that just yet. So you know he's kind of stuck in between here right now, so it's kind of a it's a a weird feud that they kind of threw it in here, you know, with Kushida just because of some you know the random attacks he did uh, take over thirty. So I, I think it's going to be a really good match. Don't get me wrong. I just I kind of hope Kushida comes out on top because I'd like to see him get some get some love and some title matches.
0: Well, yeah, and Andrew, as I kick it over to you, I kind of DP. It's, it's kind of what I was meaning is if Kashida comes over here, then, oh, sorry. I, I called you Andrew because it's right underneath your face.
3: 24 it years. It's right
0: it still has face. not changed. It's been a while since I did that. Yeah, It has. When I, when I was off for a week, so, yeah.
1: to so, get back in the groove.
0: AJ, before you, before you get going, AJ, before you become so phenomenal and funky and fresh while you're doing so, I just wanted to say that DP was kind of accentuating my point in the fact, and if you agree with me or not here, that Kushida going over here, which I hope does happen, I agree with DP, would mean him in the North American title picture. But Dream going over here would more likely mean him being in the NXT title picture because he's kind of been there, done that. That's kind of where I see, like, DP, maybe Velveteen Dream's getting people over right now as he's building his character back up and coming back. I just... I like the style of this matchup, AJ. AJ, I like the style of this matchup, AJ. I like the style of this matchup, AJ. Um, what are your thoughts, AJ, on this matchup, AJ?
2: Well, well, well first off, flattery gets you nowhere. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I do like the match between the two, the two competitors. I, I think we're all in agreement. Kushida hopefully wins because I – still think there's a bunch of backlash for Velveteen Dream on on the worldwide interwebs where people still don't like him and everything. Kind of kind of going with DP's uh, entire analysis of with Velveteen Dream potentially going up. I, as the song goes, Clowns to the left, Jokers to the right stuck in the middle. But, um, yeah. I hope Kushida wins. It should be a really good match. But it might be for the NXT championship might be for the North American championship because who exactly is the North American champion? champion. God, I'm not drunk enough. Mm. (laughs) Uh, He's facing Gargano, Uh, so he's kind of in that... Damien Priest is facing Gargano, and Gargano is full on heel, so Priest is tweener, but he's leaning towards Face more since he's facing Gargano, so... I could see maybe Velveteen facing him. I could also see Kushida facing him and actually proving a challenge to Priest. So, again, either or would be great. I don't think Finn has to face either of them at the moment. Maybe down the line, but not at the moment if this is going to be a number one contenders match later on. But no, it should be a great match.
0: To me, Kushida and Priest is the direction I would like to see them go. I got Priest going over Gargano. This is another match here on this card. I like this matchup because I think Gargano's going to make Priest look like a million bucks, and that's why he's there. Gargano is no business winning this title whatsoever. He's just there to further Priest and make him look like William. million Not that bad, but like I said, these two guys, it's an interesting dynamic. I think it's going to be another great match. It feels like an old-school NXT card where these matches are all going, it's going to be stupid, ridiculously good. But what are your thoughts on this North American title match, AJ, as I kick it right back to you?
2: Uh, again, another great match. Would I say the match of the night? It, it's up there because priest has actually shown that he can do a lot more And Gargano. Come on. We've all seen what Gargano can do. He can wrestle a mop and it would be a good match. So, I see Priest coming out on top, Gargano giving him the rub, like, hey, you beat like an NXT North American tag team champion and whatnot, so I can see the rub given to Priest, but I never say never, but I have Priest winning about 95% in this match.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat there. I, I, I don't think this is the time to take it off Priest. I think this is the chance to, yeah, just really solidify how good he really is and like you said, Johnny Gargano will make him look like a million bucks. I do like the idea of Gargano and Candice LeRae both coming out with titles and, you know, just running NXT and being all like, "We're the fucking best, you know, you know, couple team that you know ever was in NXT." You know, <laughs> they could really run with that thing and be even more over his heels. But I just don't. Boy, it's a. I think it's a minimal chance that that happens. Because if I think if one of them wins it, they both have to win. And I just don't see Candice LeRae coming out with it, so I yeah, I'm on board. With Damian Priest, I really like this, and you know, like you said, PC, it, the, the whole card looks like it's old school takeover where every match could outshine the next. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Before we get but, to Candice, <clears throat> go ahead,
2: go ahead. I, I was gonna say, but hey, if uh, if Candice and and Johnny come out on top, and they say they're the best wrestling couple, uh, you could either hear. Uh, the Mrs. Theme or maybe even King of Kings coming out. You know, like. But, ad 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 ad.
0: but before we get to Candice LeRae's chance at becoming, so glad I let you go, NXT <laughs> Women's Champion. Let's talk about Santos Escobar defending that cruiserweight title against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Is this the time we change this belt over, or do we see? a different challenger on the forefront for Escobar because I don't see this matchup going any further than the match this weekend.
1: I don't, I don't see any, I don't see a reason to take it off Escobar at this time. You know, they got a good little faction that, that he's got going there and yeah, man, I'm just, I'm I'm happy that they're starting to put these cruiserweight title matches on takeovers and, you know, more in the NXT universe rather than on their own. So or even on the main roster, so I'm I'm really happy and I'm looking forward to what they can do given, you know, the extra time that you get on NXT Takeover matches. So it could be really really good, but I yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think we keep it with Escobar and, and let let that faction build even more and you know until we get some, you know, maybe somebody returning or somebody big that can, you know, take that title and make it meaningful.
2: Uh, I I know that we were talking about old school takeovers where one match can outshine the other, but how about for this match, we get a little bit of old school wrestling where Swerve comes up with, well, a Swerve and actually wins it like via roll up or miscommunication between uh, Legado del Fantasma. I'm more surprised that I actually said that correctly, but I can't say any other word correctly. Legado Um, del Fantasma. (laughs) I'm 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 like Tony on uh the one episode of Pada's War when he spoke perfect Spanish while drunk as hell. <laughs> you
1: can see I didn't even try. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna try.
2: <laughs> but I, I actually see Swerve getting like a cheeky win off of Escobar and actually winning the Cruiserweight title. I can see they give him a little bit of a push, a little bit of like a Yeah, you you deserve this, but we're gonna go with like a bigger story where it's like, hey, You've been tagging along with Brizongo for a little bit, making sure that you know they they don't lose their tag titles, or you've been buddy buddy with them. So maybe the next takeover we have winner take all with a six like man tag match.
0: I That a lot. I like that a lot. Uh, like a mini war games or a mini cage match or something like that. I I really like that. I really I really hope. I, I want I want so much more for Swerve. You know what they should do is for. For Halloween, they should have Vince walk out with the 24-7 title and the Cruiserweight title and both put him in this vat that this witch is brewing. And then, um, like, that happens on Monday, the day after Halloween, or two days after Halloween. I think Halloween's on a Thursday or Friday or
2: whatever. It's on a Saturday. Or if it's on a
0: Friday, I think. Okay, it's on a Saturday. So Friday night, <laughs> on Smackdown, Vince takes the 24-7 title. And the Cruiserweight title, and he walks out to this bat that this Witch's Brew is doing up, you know, just for Halloween on SmackDown. And he, he's like, these neither these are doing anything for me, you know. He throws him in there. <laughs> Scro, we're going to bring back
2: the European Championship.
0: What comes out? What do we get? We get a WWE TV title, which is defended on all three shows, no matter what the weight class and it's the best of both worlds. Ring the fucking bell.
1: <laughs> that's
0: that's good. Come on, that's good. That's the, good shit, pal.
1: The Witch's brew <laughs> sounds right up Vince's alley.
2: <laughs> it does. <laughs> but you it's know it's gonna, gonna, gonna... arm truth versus the cruiserweight champion yeah. for the for the TV title. Such what? good shit. Think about it though. If you
0: took the twenty four seven title and combined it with. Way title. That's kind of what you get is these great fast matches or these really quick storylines. Um, and it's a thing, something that could be go across all brands and you can kind of test different matchups and bring different people to different shows where different networks have them. I, I don't know. It just it feels like a better idea to me than, you know, art. Arch- Truth can go out and get in good storylines and have great matches. <laughs> they don't need the 24-7 title. Akira uh, Tozawa can, you know, be a guy who defends an actual TV title. Instead of doing Raw Underground and having a 24-7 title and having the 205 Live or whatever the fuck they used to do, put the TV title back out there. You have three brands that you can stretch talent across and, and have storylines interject and, and come up with better stuff. I, I don't know. I, I just It just makes too much sense to me.
1: I really think it does. I, I just, I, I would at least like to, you know, I'd like to see, you know, more than just the cruiserweight title be, you know, defended here on NXT or anything like that. Like, if they could do it across all the brands, I think that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Making it, it does, a TV but title. The
0: most sense makes doing it on the most sense makes, and that's why I go say go to the TV title and get rid of the whole right. cruiserweight nomination thing, right? Then and anybody then you can, can get rid of the twenty four seven thing because that's another more time for it. But I'm saying the 205 live, I mean the, the 205 cruiserweight title. The most sense for that place to be is on Raw because it's three hours, and it was worse there than it is on NXT now. Sorry, that was my only right. interjection.
1: No, because I was gonna bring up like I would love to see you know Cedric Alexander coming out and taking the cruiserweight title because it's that's something he could end up taking and you know solidifying his position in this now that he's part of this Hurt Business faction. You know, him winning a title, something like that, you know, that he fits into would be perfect and just be, you know, something that I think they could really do and, you know, bring it back to a more mainstream title, defending, you know, one on, on a main roster rather than it getting lost yeah, but in some Cedric cases.
0: Hasn't seen 20, Cedric hasn't seen two oh five since high school, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, he wrestled at the Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs>
2: Hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey know, here, here, Here's the other 17. thing. They, they say Adam Cole is six feet tall, so.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> so is Tom Cruise. Exactly.
0: Marco Stunt and Adam Cole, I think, are about the same height. No,
2: Mar- Marco. babe. God. I'm just kidding. I, I do like the TV idea, the TV title idea. The Witch's Bruce sounds like something very Vince like. Instead of the gobbledygooker, we get like. Wendy no, that's who would pop witch.
1: out. That's who would pop out of that goddamn brew. Would be gobbledygooker, for God's sakes. Or Brother Love. <laughs> We're almost right. at
3: Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let's go I love <laughs> you.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: well done. G-G. Let's get to the last two title matches. Io Shirai defending against Candice LeRae. AJ. This is what you're envisioning. This is your. This would be your coup de grace here, as we'll get to that shortly. But you, you want the Gargano family uh, title power trip?
2: I, I don't want the Gargano family power trip. I still think Damian's gonna win, but I feel like Gargano at the end of the match is going to distract Io for Candace to win. Because I'm not saying Io is a bad champion at all. Because she's been great with the championship. I feel like they're gonna go with the whole Johnny's gonna support his wife, and then she's gonna be like the greatest thing on the women's division because of Gargano.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't uh, wouldn't hate to see that. I I, I think Candice Lerae, like I said, Lerae and Gargano winning titles was good. Would be great, and would they would be so over his heels with how badly they would you know tout that they're the champions or whatever so i the yeah, the biggest reason i see Candice LeRae winning this thing would be if they want to move Io Shirai up to the main roster quickly because they need that talent on raw kind of like we mentioned you know Becky Lynch and Charlotte being gone we're missing a little bit but i know they brought in retribution and they have Mia Yim and i can't remember the other woman that they brought up
2: Mercedes Martinez Mercedes
1: Martinez thank you you know to to maybe start getting in the women's division and wrestling you know, a little more and that might help a bit, but, you know, they may be looking at, you know, what else can we do in this meantime? Cause they got a little bit of, you know, they got time that they need to fill here. So I could see them bringing someone like Io Shirai up if they wanted to, to help fill that void. Cause she is damn good and would be her versus Oscar or anything would be pretty awesome to watch. So could see right. it happening. But how about doing the, how about the flip side happening and Io
0: Shirai retains because they're going to bring up Gargano and Candice LeRae
2: also pretty plausible reasoning right there they could do that too and that's again I mean, a good
0: power couple you, you get
1: you get two you, great talents moving up right away then
0: if you think about the draft being on the heels of this basically less than a week from it starts less than a week from when this is going to happen this show is parts of this show some of these matches are direct the results are directly because of what they're planning on doing at the draft somebody on this pay-per-view tonight Fighting for a title or having a match could be coming up and drafted and no longer be on NXT anymore. Like, could we finally see Velveteen Dream get some new scenery, right, and come up to the main roster? That could be something. Something to swerve finally come up. Do they? Does, does Santos lose and Del Fantasma come up to the main roster? Could we see that happening? Them join Lucha House Party and they become the LWO. What if that happens? Ring the fucking bell there. No, you don't like it? Look at I was
2: say, no, I'm more, I'm more oh. proud of the WCW reference. Well, I mean... <laughs> well. But uh, I, I have a question for you guys then. What if someone gets drafted to NXT from Raw or SmackDown? Who would you see being a possibility of that?
0: So I like that question, and I'll answer your question. But at the same time, is that even possible? Because I think the draft picks are only for Raw and SmackDown. I don't think NXT has draft picks.
2: You you never know how they're going to do it. Because remember the original draft when uh, John Dean Ambrose Moxley was the WWE champion when they originally did it like four years ago. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Johnny Dean's breakfast sausage.
2: <laughs> but they got a lot of Moxie. But remember, Raw picked Finn as like the fifth overall draft pick when he was still in NXT.
0: Right, because NXT is a developmental system for the main roster, which is Raw and SmackDown. And mm-hmm. if the draft continues as it has as such, Raw and SmackDown draft from each other's roster and NXT because NXT is a developmental feeding territory into the WWE main roster. That is still the kayfabe way of looking at the structure in WWE. If you ask, I don't, I don't know. Do you guys agree or disagree with that?
2: No, it's a, it's fair, but it I like the little wrench where it's like maybe NXT has like one or two draft picks where they're like, yeah, we want to bring AJ Styles down to NXT. I'm just throwing a hypothetical. I would saying that's gonna
0: happen. How about instead I would I would make it a, a little bit I'd go down a different path. So Friday, October ninth is is it starts right and SmackDown happens and then Raw happens and the draft is over. Well, then that following Wednesday, compensatory picks depending on how many people got drafted from each side and they go okay. Well, you get you know half the amount or something like that or you know this many was this way so you get you get to pick one from SmackDown and two from Raw to come down to NXT, like as compensatory picks post-draft. I yeah. can see that
3: happening.
1: I see that as a possibility because I, I, I don't see NXT getting any picks necessarily, but I like the idea of, okay, after the draft's over, these are all the people that got drafted. Then the rest are basically free agents, and NXT can go out and say, okay, I want to draft them. I'm going to take you and you and you. You come, You're coming down to NXT or whatever, and then the rest, you know, Uh, And in that pool, you know, there's free agents can go, you know, SmackDown, Raw, or NXT. I like it.
2: Just a hypothetical. Gentlemen, any
0: chance Kyle O'Reilly comes away, the new NXT champion over Finn Balor here, I would say slim to none and slim just left town. And I enjoy the work of one Kyle O'Reilly. Because there's no chance
2: in hell. Uh, My answer is going to be uh, another question. Uh, Did the Jets win yesterday?
0: Oh, play that again, DP. (laughs)
2: Because
0: there's no chance in hell. No! 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 I think the more important question is that the Jets just played on Thursday night, and they don't play again until a week from Sunday. Why don't they get rid of Adam Gase now? They have extra time this week. It doesn't make sense why he's their football coach or anyone's football coach at the moment. They had 11 penalties for 118 yards. They're 0-4. They lost to the Broncos, who were on their fourth-string quarterback, who threw three interceptions. Last. Like, It doesn't get any worse than that.
2: I and mean, if you I, and if you want I, I more don't... sports news, go check out the Three Man Weave on the Chairshot dot com. <sighs> I, now, but that's all
0: true stuff I just said. Those aren't opinions; those are facts. Oh, so. I know
2: that. No, those are cold, hard, phenomenal, funky facts. <laughs> hey, I'll give oh. you something to cry about, you loser! You can't catch a football.
0: Let's see if you can catch a rock. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Which are very reminiscent. All
0: right, Finn
2: Balor, AJ Blast, go. I think this is going to be the match of the night because Kyle O'Reilly can go. He can... Thank you for the Bell. He can go. He can wrestle, especially with someone like Finn where both of them kind of have that Japanese style. Both of them have wrestled in Japan so that they, they know how to, like... And I'm, not th- I'm going to say no homo on this... Uh, they're feeling each other out more with the whole like Japanese style, where it could be catch-as-catch-can, it could be a little more uh, fast-paced, it could be very back-and-forth with like strong style or anything like that, but I feel like this is going to be a great match just because of the two people involved. It's not even for the NXT Championship where I think this is going to be a good match, it's because it's Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor
1: yeah I think this is gonna be a ridiculously awesome match. I'm really looking forward to it. i know we we touched on it very briefly last week, just on hitting the title matches just because they were you know they were so different i guess you know they you know you wouldn't i guess in in a sense you wouldn't think they'd put Kyle o'Reilly in in an n x t title match, you know, but they did and he and I think he does deserve it because he he is really good as a singles wrestler he just hasn't got the chance to show it off, and now he has that opportunity to show off exactly what he can do. And doing it against a guy like Finn Balor, who he knows very well, and can just as well go and make you look like a million bucks in the same run. And I, I actually, I give Kyle O'Reilly a little bit more of a chance than I did Jay Uso in winning the, the title, <laughs> but it's very, oh, so very from slim.
2: one million to uh, a hundred trillionth?
1: <laughs> yeah, very, very slimly higher. Uh... So. I don't see it happening, but I do I am really excited that they're giving him this opportunity because I think he's gonna be able to show off everything he can do as a singles wrestler where he hasn't been so much because he's been in the tag team, which is fine too. And again, I'm still hoping that this is the last we see of the Undisputed Era on the NXT roster because I do want them to come up and maybe with the draft coming this this happens. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this and I think it's just going to be another one of these Finn Balor matches where he makes you look like a million bucks, but still wins like he's been doing because he's got plenty of other challengers right out there with, you know, they had that gauntlet match, you know, any of those guys could have challenged for the title, you know, Thatcher would have been, could be another awesome match. And, uh, you know, we talked about Kushida, you know, whether he goes for the North American or NXT title, if he does win, you know, Cameron Grimes brought Bronson Reed were all in that match. So I think they could, you know again put on a great match with Finn Balor so i agree that this is man it's just it's going to be 1 to 5 you know top of this match and they're going to top it at one after another and this is going to end the show with just an outstanding match with Finn Balor holding on to the title yeah
0: i'm really looking forward to watching this card uh, Saturday night over under around the horn real quick over on over or under one and a half title changes out of the four title matches DP under AJ
2: I'm I'm gonna say over
0: over I also have over I got two title changes you got two title changes
2: dose Man,
1: I
0: don't even what have one got... DP what's your one what's your one title
1: I, I got zero title changes. If any if any title, if any title oh, changes, I think it's the, the cruiserweight title, but I think it's zero.
0: I got the cru- cruiserweight title and the women's title changing hands. AJ?
2: Same. Same. The women's and the cruiserweight. The the cute little story with Swerve and the Candice gets the win because of Johnny.
0: Everybody's got
1: Kushida. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. There you have it.
3: TheChairShot.com. Always
2: use your head. Ah, as I relax in my, uh gaming reclining chair, and I assume that it's uh, trivia time due to the fact that Tony needed a refill, it's Phenomenal Funky Facts. That's total BS.
1: <laughs> and it beats
2: uh, Like I said, I could hear you Welcome all the way from uh, New Jersey from last week. You weren't even here, and I heard you all the way from here. we <laughs> So, uh, DP, you won. Tony, <laughs> you weren't even here and I'll be nice, and I'll give you the first pick.
0: Oh, yeah. I like that. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, Alex, uh, what is door number two? Door number dos? Those all sorts of wrong, All of them together. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, not at all.
0: No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop.
2: Well, it's the opinion question. And it's a football question, because I know for a fact we're going to be doing our uh, Blame It on the Alcohol Draft picks later, but...
1: Touchdown. What is
2: a touchdown? I don't know. Ask the Falcons.
1: Butt fumble.
0: What is a butt fumble?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. This one's going to be a little... Uh, th- this one's going to be Price's Right rules. No. Let's see if you guys can get it. What NFL team has the worst win-loss percentage? The bonus is going to be the Price is Right rules, where I'll ask, what's the percentage?
0: Wait, what do you mean? I don't know. For Who what? has
2: the worst win-loss percentage in their entire franchise? Oh,
1: okay. And then the oh. second
2: point is going to be, what's the percentage? Oh, baby.
1: All right. The percentage, okay. Oh, man. That's a tough one. They're,
2: they're, they're under 500. Franchise history. I will say, I will say this. No, as like a franchise in whole, I will say this as a hint. Right now, they're not under five hundred. Right now, (laughs) but overall, yeah, their their percentages, the drizzling (laughs) shit.
3: Oh man,
1: I shot in the dark. I don't even know we who's over shot. 500 right now. Let me fix this
2: <laughs> We got the shot in the dark from DP. We got Tunney finishing up. What is that, the Browns? Uh, 0.39, Cardinals, 13%. So Tunney gets a point on the percentage because he was close, even though he went over. He was close. He was oh, off by. That's not
1: prices. Right rules.
2: Oh, quiet you.
1: That's why I went low. God damn it. <laughs> he,
2: he was off by 0.3%. Wow. And come well on, done, guys. DC. The worst start <laughs> to an NFL. Oh,
0: damn it. Oh, Tampa and
2: 26, Bay. my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was a giveaway. That was a giveaway, uh, and
0: I'm disappointed uh, in both of you. I'll take
1: the point. Damn it. You'll I'll take, you'll the, take the
2: percentage point. All right. So, D.P., Door number one or door number three?
1: Ugh, take door number one.
2: Ooh, another Price is Right rules. Ugh. And since we're going to be talking about the NWA later, granted it's going to be the national championship, this question's going to involve the world's championship. So as we all know, Nick Aldis has held the NWA championship during this recording for 710 days. He's not even close to Luthez's record reign in days. What is it? Oh boy. Not even close. And for those of you that's listening, like good old Greg Marco, I'm going by the days recognized, rules, not the days that they have accumulated rules. Because they have both
1: sure I am like horribly under.
2: So the second ever NWA champion. Well, oh wow. both He's
0: of you probably gonna beat me. Uh, both
2: of you did go over. Oh then I won. Wow, Yay! what I won. Hey. it was actually twenty three hundred days. I'd say
1: as not NWA even close. close.
0: That's oh, it's NWA.
2: NWA
3: championship.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I would have said that then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one is another two point question. So maybe, maybe DP can tie you. Maybe Tony can get a win here. Well, the last question is two points. The last question is another two pointer. Because I'm feeling generous. Jeez, I'm up two to nothing, right? I'm up yep. two to nothing. So comes. if you get gets get at one least part, one things, you get
1: a dollar.
0: Just get a dollar. I haven't won yet. It's two to, it's two to nothing. there's
2: only one question you left. There's Tobia Oh come on, I gotta make it exciting for us a little bit. Come on, you know this. That's what she said. Damn right that's what she said.
0: Alright, I'll take the un I'll take the door that's
2: not spoken for. The door unspoken for. So the question is Who did Billy Gunn betray to join Road Dog to form the New Age Outlaws? And what was his name w- uh, before he betrayed this person?
1: Oh boy! Uh... What
2: was his name before? What was his name before? Because he wasn't always Billy Gunn. Oh, Especially with the I person think that he I was got with. it! I think I just
1: watched this. I think I just watched this. Oh, I don't know then, because I thought it was. I'm I'm wrong. I don't got it. I don't. I definitely don't a have it. A
2: legendary person that took Billy Gun under his wing.
1: Yeah. I don't. I have nothing, because I was gonna put Bart Gun, but that's not right. So.
2: I was after. Neither of you got it. <laughs> what? To join to join the New Age Outlaws. Wasn't Billy Gunn. Wasn't this a thing though? Uh,
1: I don't know Barry Windham and I don't, and think I don't
2: so. know. I don't think so. Not the to Black form the Jack. new age out. New blackjack. Who are the new blackjack? I mean, wasn't oh, that, new blackjack. JBL? I wasn't that JBL?
1: Wasn't that JBL? Yeah. That's shop, My bad. Yeah. I
0: fucked it.
1: it wasn't up. to form Go ahead. the new age out. You didn't Outlaws. get it. I won. Go ahead, man. Yeah. I didn't get it.
2: PC Tony won, but uh, what happened was it wasn't, wasn't Bark Gun.
0: No, because nope.
1: that's what I thought it was, but then you said it was a different name, and I'm like, well, shit, that's not Park Gun then. Road, Road Doggy told
2: good old. Does. Double J? Close. Because he did hit him that's with the Elkabong. The it was the Honky Tonk Man oh, that he betrayed. Good old Rockabilly to form the New Age Outlaws, Aww. Road Dog, Jesse James, and the badass Billy Gun. And if that doesn't answer your question, then I don't know what will.
1: Oh, if you don't like that. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Buddy
2: wins. <laughs> uh, yeah. wins.
1: Yeah. All is right with the world. Uh, like John Cena or
3: Stone <laughs>
0: That's what your brother always used to say when we'd watch all those pay-per-views all the time. Anytime Stone Cold would finally win the belt back, he would be like, and all is right, right with the
2: world again. I can see it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the blues. Got you feeling Blame it on the drum. Got you feeling
0: Football time here on the DWI podcast, and since I've last spoken to your earballs, I am now from last to first taking first the last two weeks and this past week three having the highest point total yet in the DWI podcast. Blame it on the alcohol fantasy football challenge. Just so y'all know, hundred five point eight is the new hundred five point eight points is the new weekly record here. On the DWI podcast, blame it on the alcohol fantasy football challenge. I can attribute a lot of that to Alvin Kamara going off for 44.7. I'm lucky no one picked Patty Mahomes last week. He probably would have had a close to the same amount of points. The standings read as such. Remember, you get three points for taking first during the week. You get one point for not finishing last during the week. And you don't get any points if you don't finish in the top two. Peasy, Tony six points dp five points aj bringing up the rear one point for drafting over again aj we're going to start from last to first so over the next three weeks you will go first this week dp will go first next week i will go first the last week that means this week i pick first the third and fourth time dp you get to pick the second position aj what what position would you like to start with and what nfl player would you like to to take you up the standings this week? Uh, Well, the past two weeks. You know, just so you know, no matter matter what happens, you're still going to be in last place next week. I just want you to know that.
2: (laughs) Probably, because the past two weeks, (laughs) since, Sonny, you were not here last week, we did it all via chat. I didn't want you to be surprised like you won it all, won the
0: week, and you're like, oh, I'm still last, and be depressed. I didn't want that to happen to you. I care
2: about you, Okay. And I appreciate that, but I, I I knew as soon as I'm like, oh yeah, George Kittle is hurt for week, what was it, two?
1: Two. Yeah.
2: And then week three, freaking Mark yeah. Andrews decided not to show up. So I'm I'm a little iffy when it comes to these tight ends.
0: Well, eh. or I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, <laughs> do I even want to say tight ends just so I get like a good tight end?
0: Are you starting? Would say no. Are you, I mean, you get first
2: pick. <laughs> I do get first pick. That is true. So, so I'm gonna get, go position. To get the first pick in. Don't
0: don't take anybody from Pittsburgh or Tennessee. By the way, just a little insider tip.
2: Oh yeah, I'm well aware. You don't get
1: their, don't get their points from their from their uh, double header or whatever they're gonna end up playing to finish.
0: <laughs> Somebody asked me. So that in the fantasy football league I'm running and I'm like, I am not dealing with that bullshit. so, the, the so
2: how will the happen fantasy the week football they works. happen. And that's
0: when you'll get them. And I said, you know what? Anybody who has a Steeler or Titan this week, you can drop them and pick up a guy, but then you automatically, that will be reversed. The guy you picked up will automatically be, be dropped no matter what happens, and you'll automatically get the guy back Tuesday morning. So that's how we did it in my league. Just so a little fantasy football update. No one objected. DP seems to DP generally agrees. We generally agree on most things when we work out problems like that. AJ, I see you want to jump in there.
2: So, for those that don't know, and if you are doing fantasy football this week and you actually listen to us for some ungodly reason, uh, the Steelers Titans game was rescheduled for October twenty fifth because a couple of the Titans personnel got COVID, so they're rescheduling it. So there, you don't have to worry about that game at all.
0: Correct. There was a bye week 7 and 8 there between the two teams, and then the Ravens are likely going to move their bye week and for week 9. So there's a couple differences that are going to happen there, but they're working it out. It's going to be a lot better than baseball where they were so far behind because you can't play doubleheaders in football. So without further ado, AJ, why don't you make a fucking draft pick,
2: huh? (laughs) I was being nice and helpful, so sue me. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to have my fingers crossed. I'm going to go pick a four-leaf clover. Hopefully he's back because I think I read something that said he's back. I'm oh, gonna he's go going to go with George Kittle, Kittle against the <laughs> Philadelphia Kittle. Eagles.
0: you got to be killing me. you
2: got to be me. Because uh, I, hilariously enough, you can even ask Andrew when you do the pot is war. I actually said the Eagles and the Bengals were going to die. And he will admit that. He'll oh. be like, I don't know how the fuck I did it.
0: There
1: it is. Oh man, uh, who did I take last week? Did I take Kelsey? I last I week, took Kelsey. You took Kelsey. All, right. all right, let's see. Just making sure who I can't pick. That's all I was doing there. Oh man. Uh you know I kind of like. Uh, this is gonna be a tough one. I like. Uh, I like Darren Waller. Let's go with Darren Waller. From the Raiders. The
3: Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders.
0: Raiders. Boy, oh, boy. I'm just kind of looking down the matchups now. I can, last, I, I can say whatever I want here. Um, I like Aiden Hurst from Atlanta against Green Bay. I think Atlanta's going to, I know he only had the one to the touchdown. Zach Ertz, Goddard's out. Uh, Kittle is back. I can go Kelsey, but against New England, they want to shut down the best thing they got going on. I get there. Jimmy Graham caught some touchdown. Mo Alley-Cox from Indianapolis. If you don't have him on your roster and you need a backup tight end, or you need a tight end, he's available in your league. Let's go get him. Uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Gusecki against Seattle. Hawkinson. I like Austin Hooper against Dallas. Dallas can anything.
2: Uh, I I was going to say, there was one other pick that you haven't said that I was going to do, but uh, I I was also looking at TJ Hawkinson against the Saints. But I'm like, nah, i got to go with Kittle since I think he's back, and you confirmed my affirmations, so. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Wow. I'm going to go Zach
0: Ertz. Wow.
2: Wow. I'm a, I'm a little more surprised that uh, another tight end wasn't picked, against, especially against the team that they're facing. Maybe against the Giants? No, I, w- I was going to say Greg Olsen against the Dolphins.
0: Mm. Yeah, Greg Olsen doesn't really get that many. I mean, if you look at jeez, let's look at his even. You want to get in depth on something? Here, I'll get in depth on you. Let's look at his targets and things of that nature. <laughs>
3: Oh, boy.
0: Greg Olson, I mean, over three games, he had nine catches on 11 targets for 85 yards. That's not much going on there. Fair. I mean, that's Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf show over there. All right, DP, your show is next. Besides
1: tight end, you go. Oh, sweet. Well, uh, I am going to hope he continues this uh, ridiculous start to the season of points, and I'll take Alvin Kamara as my running back.
0: Nothing wrong with that. I definitely benefited from that last week. AJ, running back is the position at hand.
2: Running back is the position at hand. I'll take Lamar Jackson. No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs>
1: Pick uh, Sam Darnold. He ran more for the Jets than anybody.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Holy shit. Can I I pick Sam Darnold? No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, Running back, eh? Well, I'm going to pick off of uh, my team. However, it's not going to be Ronald Jones. It's actually going to be Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to bounce around and... Make uh, make that line of the Chargers look like a fool.
0: I'm just debating between the two best workhorses that are out there right now, and it's going to be either Cook or Zeke. And I like Zeke at home against Cleveland, Dallas. Ball control victory over the Browns. I'll take Elliott. All right. Nice. All right. I get first pick on the both the last picks this week, so why don't we start? Boy oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy oh, boy Kicker? Why don't we start with the wide Why don't we start yes. Al Del Greco. Let's, yes Let's start at the wide receiver position and I am going with Calvin Ridley
1: against the Green Bay Packers for sure. Well done.
2: Not a bad pick at all.
1: Oh brother. Uh, AJ next?
2: gets the first pick here oh. on the first one There we go.
0: Second round, because he went first. He gets one and one. DP, you get two and two. That's
1: how this works. I get the Chuck Woolery. Well, I,
2: I like it. I, uh, I know that I said I, was going, I wanted to pick Greg Olson, and I'm not going to, because we already did tight end. So let me dip into the uh, Seahawks pool here and go with DJ Metcalf. Or DK Metcalf, sorry, I believe his
0: name. It's DK Metcalf. There you go. As long as he can hang on to the ball all the way to the end zone. <laughs> uh,
2: Especially against the Dolphins. I don't think they have a good secondary.
0: TP was catch- catching balls for you this week.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> you heard me.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, I believe I am going to... Go with uh, your team, AJ, Mr. Belaz. Ooh. Since everybody else is going injured in the wide receiving group, I'm going to take Mike Evans, who seems to be the only one
2: healthy right now, at least. Yeah. There you go. Chris Godwin. Not to be confused with Chris Goodwin from uh, Terrell Williams' tweet. Yeah. Or, oh. or Keenan Allen, sorry. It was Keenan Allen that said, you know, he's better than this person, this person, and said, Chris Goodwin. I don't know who Chris Goodwin is, but Godwin's pretty good. Oh,
1: he must be better than him, then. Um, I know, because I got Godwin on my fantasy team, so it's just a fucking worthless son
2: of <laughs> a bitch. My apologies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, quarterback is at hand, fellas, and I'm I'm really struggling. I'm not. You know what? I'm gonna, uh, Lamar Jackson,
2: rebound. Yeah, yes. that's probably the same bet, especially against okay. the Washington, Washington team redacted. <laughs>
1: DP. Ooh, I got the deuce. It's my turn. You first crack at QB. Well, Russell Wilson did pretty well for me last week. Not good enough, apparently, to win good first place. He was the high-scoring quarterback of the three we had. We had Wilson.
0: Here was our picks last week, folks. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady all scored over 26. Kamara had 44 blocks. Uh... GP, Jonathan Taylor did not do you any justice. 13-point-something. Nope. Derrick Henry with 27. Didn't even have 10 points. Ridley barely had 17. Hopkins got me over 23. And then at the tight end, nobody did any any good. Andrews, Kelsey, and Henry all held under 15 points last week. A-
2: A- Andrews had points? Wow.
0: <laughs> 5.2. Five, 5. <laughs> 5.
2: I think, he had, I
0: think he had two catches for 32 yards or something like that.
2: Yeah, he dropped an easy touchdown. Yeah, you don't get points for that, though. Uh, no.
1: <laughs> Not so much.
2: As I, as I drink away more of my sorrows.
1: So, man, I want—I really wanted to go with a, a. this week, but with all the injuries at wide receiver that I don't even know who's playing for him. I think I'm going to go with Mr. Mahomes this week against New against, England. Against New England. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, it's tough because, I, I, man, I really want to go with Rodgers, but as much as I don't want to root for the home team specifically for a player, but with possibly Adams out and Lazard is out, uh, it's going to be a little rough, I think.
0: Hey, you can have anybody, but Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes.
2: Uh part of me almost wants to say Aaron Rodgers, but
1: <laughs> you know he's going to have like eighty points this week too because I fucking didn't pick him.
2: But, but looking at who everyone's playing, looking at everything that's going on, he's going Dak, it's going. You're going Russell. Dak, aren't you?
1: It's going Russell. I'm going
2: actually not going Dak, Dak or Russell. Oh, oh wow! I'm going to go with another. Hopefully, get Tyler with. Murray. No, I'm going to go with Jared Goff against the uh, New York Giants.
1: Because uh, the
2: Giants, uh, apparently, unless you're the Bills, if well, I can't even say if you're the Bills, if you're a team in New Jersey, you are not showing up to your games at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking of uh, Rams, though, if you picked up Daryl Henderson in your fantasy football league, you know that this kid is going to be good and look for that dude to have a ton of points against the Giants after they go up big this week. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, AJ, AJ, Jared Goff, Leonard Fournette, DK Metcalf, George Kittle, DP, Patrick Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans, Darren Waller, PC, Lamar Jackson, Zeke Elliott, Kelvin Ridley, and Zach. my balls, Zach. Earth. <laughs> uh,
2: assuming uh, Wentz can remember how to play football.
0: NFL thoughts here before we uh, go to last call right here on episode 247 of the DWI podcast. AJ? Uh,
2: go, go check out all of our reviews, not just wrestling, but also video game as well. Go check all of us out on the Twitters. And... Uh, Go Bucks.
3: Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Minus seven.
0: Go. Go. That's go, go Tampa Bay win, cover, not cover, still win, lose. What's your prediction here on Tampa Bay game this week? Home against the Chargers?
2: Against the Chargers? I, uh, I mean, we, we have the wild card basically as, uh, air bear. We don't know what, uh, Herbert can really do. I know he didn't have the best showing against the Panthers last week. He's just getting over the whole rookie slump. He's he's getting acclimated to the NFL. So that that was basically his welcome to the league. But um I I think the Bucks will win, but it's gonna be close. Is how I'm gonna see that. Yeah. He's
0: covering seven or not.
2: Uh yeah, I think they'll cover. So I I think it'll be more. I think it'll be a, they win by like ten points.
0: DP, your thoughts on week four of the upcoming NFL weekend here after the the phenomenal game we had? We already talked about Broncos Jets last
1: night. <laughs> Let's hope Sunday's better than that. You know, I just I you know we got our first bout of COVID and and issues with the you know loss of a game here or having to switch around games. Let's hope this is the only incident and that it doesn't continue to happen because this can cause all sorts of problems, especially when it comes to football, where it's a lot harder to make up these games. So I'm hoping that this is the only time we see this and we can continue on with some good football because it's definitely needed and been sorely missed and is an entertaining way to spend your Sunday. So that's my hope. That's my uh, look into the future of football. Let's hope that's the only incident we get this year.
0: Bill Belichick versus Patrick Mahomes, CBS, 325 uh, Central, 425 Eastern this Sunday. Definitely the game of the week. Sunday night, Monday night proved to be better games than the records display. Philly trying not to go to 0-3-1. Atlanta trying not to go in 0-4. And San Francisco and Green Bay both trying to continue their success early on in the season. That's NFL. blaming on the alcohol fantasy football week, if you will. Deep one thing today, and it's Last Call. A last call. For
3: what do you mean, it's Last Call?
0: What do you mean, what do I mean? Well, we're going to do a quick double shot before we get the hell out of here Today. Make sure you go ahead and go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing before your next indie show. You'll be having a shirt that no one else will. You will be the bell of your indie ball. Gentlemen, AEW has decided to go ahead and do an eight-man tournament number one contender for John Moxley's title. They've announced three Phoenix, Jungle Boy, and Kenny Omega are in this tournament. Who else? Else would you like to see in the tournament? Who do you think is going to ultimately end up facing John Moxley and AJ? Who eventually would you like to see John Moxley drop this belt to? When it happens, either in the near or distant, or in somewhere in the middle, the appropriate future, we'll call it DWI Podcast number two forty-seven, the appropriate future.
2: <laughs> God, nothing is appropriate about us. Um... <laughs> All right. Oh, come on. <laughs> am I wrong come on say
1: you're wrong I just said hey
2: (laughs) (laughs) no but um all right so people who I see that could join this I mean we already said Jungle Boy uh Ray Phoenix and Kenny Omega I can see Hangman joining the fray into this maybe facing Kenny Omega in one of the round matches who knows who wins this championship, it would be nice to actually see Jungle Boy actually show off his talent against Jon Moxley, have a face-versus-face match for the AEW World Championship, and obviously Moxley's going to retain that. Not discrediting Jungle Boy at all, I just think now maybe not the best time to drop it. I think there has to be a bigger, better person to face John Moxley at the moment. Where it might be Hangman actually getting an edge and joining the the new Four Horsemen with, uh, with Tully and FTR. So you might see Hangman becoming the Ric Flair of that group, as you will, or anything like that. But I see Jungle Boy winning this. I see in the distant future... Hangman actually taking it to Moxley saying, hey, I didn't need the Elite all this time because I am the Hungman and I can do whatever I want. So uh, let me just do some cowboy shit and win with the
0: Deadeye. Before I answer that question, I'm just going to you know, piggyback off of that right there because what better way to do that than to have Kenny Omega win this and John Moxley's reign and then have Hangman win it from Kenny Omega.
1: It's not a bad way to go. I kind of, I, I my thoughts on this were that we'd end up seeing Adam Page was going to get in this, you know, Hangman Page, and uh, Omega would be the last two left in this tournament. We'd have to go up against each other, and one of the two gets. I, I assume, you know, I don't know who's going to be end up being the heel in this whole thing. I think it seemed like. Omega was going to be the heel. Uh, you know. At the beginning, it seemed like Adam Page was, but now the the way the storyline was starting to go, Omega looked like he was going to be the heel. So I'm not sure where there they're going are to end up no going. more heels. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the are heel are no and face. face dynamic there doesn't exist.
0: There just Roman Reignses and Kenny DP. Omegas <laughs> well, and Hangman Pages you know. and Mizs. <laughs> that's,
2: that's just what there is. It's,
0: just, it's, that,
1: it's not there anymore. Yeah, well. Somebody's got to bring it was, back.
2: There was evil and good and... <laughs>
1: Good, uh, evil would always triumph because good is dumb.
2: Good is dumb.
1: But I could see Hangman Page and Omega going at it. You know, Omega gets the, you know, Page gets the better of him, goes up against Moxley, and then Omega costs, you know, Page the the championship, so he can't beat Moxley, and you know, something like that where they can continue that storyline. Because so I, I assume Page is going to be in this thing. I could probably see you know, Darby Allen getting in there and Scorpio Sky probably in this tournament as well. So it's probably gonna be, you know, maybe Jake Hager. I could see him getting this and get maybe getting the win and going up against Moxley as well. That could be a really good match. So I, I, I just I don't see I don't know, I guess I don't see the winner of this coming out with the title. You know, they had they had other plans and obviously COVID is is changing a lot of plans really fast on a lot of these shows between AEW and WWE so you know they're kind of throwing things together on the fly and you know just for in my sake you know I, I don't think that's going to lead to a title change although it can lead to guys getting opportunities that they never got before and having a chance to show off so that's good in that sense it's good but I just I don't see anybody whoever wins this thing beating Moxley for the title I think it'd be cool to see I kind of feel like Omega or Page are going to come out with this thing with the win, but it would be cool to see somebody else get it and get that opportunity. You know, like you know, I don't think Jungle Boy will necessarily get it, but you know, somebody else. Scorpio Sky has been on a good roll. He, him versus Omega or versus Moxley could be a really really fun match to watch too. So,
0: I it's interesting to me because what would you guys think if? Chris Jericho was the next person to take that off of Moxley and they just wanted to solidify that title heritage where it was Jericho, Moxley, Jericho. Jericho's first two-time champ has a big long reign again because Cody's not coming back for it, you know, I, and you said we don't necessarily see Moxley losing it here because of this. You also have to think that Lance Archer's short term term, is a way just to get momentum back for him to go back into having that title shot. Any thoughts on that?
1: I would think so. I mean, you know, he obviously didn't get his shot, you know, didn't get his opportunity because of everything that happened. And, I mean, even Brian Cage, you know, had a short jump at the title and really didn't get the opportunity, you know, that I thought he should, you know, I guess. So, you know, he could be right back up in there too. So, you know, this may, yeah, I kind of feel like this is, you know, these kind of things that they're throwing together are, you know, placeholders, you know, just to get past everything that's going on and then get back to the story they were trying to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, the big problem with AEW, especially with bigger guys like Brian Cage and Lance Archer, is they don't really know how to make them look that good. Where Brian Cage lost in kind of a not-so-Brian Cage fashion, in all honesty. And then Lance Archer, I mean, granted, yeah, he he got sick and everything so they were making sure that it's like hey stay away but i would like to see archer get it especially with the uh the tutelage of jake roberts by his side but uh, I- i'm still sticking to they're gonna give a little bit of a rub the jungle boy make it look like he's coming up he's the next underdog and then since he lost but there's a show of respect Someone's going to get pissed off that there was respect because I think Jericho also said that him and Hager are going to be in the tag title picture moving forward. I could be wrong. Not the most keen eye when it comes to Dynamite, so I could be wrong on that. But I think Jericho and Hager are going for the tag titles after this, so uh, who knows how this is going to play out. <laughs> killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro-wrestling make sure you check it out TheChairShop.com
0: Aaron Stevens, Trevor Murdoch NWA national title UWN, United Wrestling Network shine some light on, on the feud that was happening here and the big title change that just happened and the fact that we've heard news that NWA is decided that they're going to try and move forward with television very soon, regardless of whether or not there's an audience.
2: That is right. Uh, by the champ's mouth himself, power is still going to continue in some way, shape, or form. We're really not sure how. But with UWN, there has been title defenses of the NWA World Championship, the NWA Women's Championship, and now the National Championship. And this is the first... Championship that actually changed. So going with the feud on power, Aaron Stevens is kind of the whole prima donna. It, it, basically, Shawn Michaels back in the nineties, where it's like you're gonna have to fight my bodyguards in order to get through me. But we didn't see that in UWN. He actually mounted some offense. He actually took it to Murdoch. You see a little cheekiness where it was like he blinded him by spotlights and whatnot. But Murdoch comes in clutch gets the win and uh he's now the new nwa national champion which i mean i'm i'm happy that murdoch actually got this win i thought he deserved it a while ago and now with the pandemic and all that happening he finally gets it it just took what six months for him to actually get that championship opportunity but no i'm actually really proud um there's, there's not really much else to say. They didn't do anything special with the win. It wasn't like a finishing move that did it. It was Aaron Stevens was trying to target the leg of Murdoch over and over since Murdoch's finisher is a diving bulldog from the top rope. And Stevens tried to go for a sunset flip, and he's just like, yeah, no, my leg's going to give out. I'm going to sit on you instead. One, two, three new champions. So it was really good. If you wanna catch UWN, it's on the Fight Network at nine PM Eastern. I know usually you'll see my reviews on Wednesday because fight and my computer get along about as well as oil and water. So it's a fight. It's, it's a fight. It's Indeed. a fight. It is a fight. But uh yeah. So I've been covering all of that. You can see that on the chair shot as well, but yeah, it's really nice to see a new champion come out on top. Happy to see Trevor Murdoch actually get a little bit of praise, because we've all seen him as uh, the the redneck that helps out Lance Cade and WWE. And for those that actually pay attention to TNA, I know I I missed giving Tony a heart attack from saying that with a uh, Jethro Murdoch was his name, wrong arm, Tony. You held your right arm, right or left. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god, are you alright? <laughs> it's an advanced heart attack. But, uh... Yeah, no, it was I'm actually just doing really nice Mar-
0: Arena. i doing the Macarena!
2: I? But no, it was actually good to see Murdoch actually get a little bit of praise of stuff that he can do, because he... Right now, he's basically like the modern-day Harley race, or... or Dusty Roads where yeah, he's not the typical body that you see for the world championship or the mid card championship where everyone has a six pack and and can do like five hand springs and a super kick and whatnot. Nah, he's he's rough and tough and he's gonna mess you up and that's all what NWA is all about.
0: any NWA questions for AJ or thoughts on that coming back at all? Uh,
1: no, I mean I'm looking forward to the video game that's coming out for NWA, that's about it. <laughs> Does that count? Can you
0: mention some of the people that are on there? i I actually seen that. Uh, can you mention a couple of characters? I know Aldis and uh, some other people of that nature.
1: Yeah, let me bring it up here. I got uh, well, you know uh, actually, Hawk and Animal are, are making a return of that one because it's Retromania Wrestling. Uh, it's a you know te- technically a sequel to WrestleFest, but Tommy Dreamer's on there, Nick Aldis, Colt Cabana, Johnny Retro, uh, Matt Cardona.
2: Which, it's... if people want to know who Johnny Retro is, it's Mundo Johnny Hennigan, Nitro, 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 whatever wh- whatever you want to call him.
0: Johnny Nitro, I would say, is his most known name. Yeah.
1: yeah. Matt Cardona would be uh, Zach Ryder, uh, Big Stevie Cool, Stephen Richards, Nikita Koloff, Zack Saber Jr., Warhorse, Austin Idol, Chris Bay, just to name a, f- a few or a lot. Bay. Yeah.
2: So. Chris Bay All of the, the man Blue man World the Order actually, right Hollywood now. Nova and the Blue Mania as well. Well,
1: Blue Mania is on there too. Yep. Yeah. So. All it's right,
2: gentlemen. Fun. Let's
0: let's go around the horn. We'll start with DP already talking about the video games right there. Let everybody know what's going on with you uh, all over the shareshot.com.
1: Well, we got uh, talking video games on a winner is you. We we skipped this week. There wasn't really much to talk about after all the big PS5 and Xbox news the week before. It was kind of a down week, so we decided to take a week off. But you can catch all of that on Twitter and Facebook at a winner is you. The letter U. A winner is you. And, uh, you know, we, the aforementioned, uh, pro wrestling tees, you know, go on there and get yourself a winner as you t-shirt. We got two different styles out there, spend a few extra bucks and get the premium soft. I I recommend that one over the the regular, even, you know, it's very comfortable and, uh, you know, it's a nice shirt, especially to wear. You could spend $5. Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You could spend $5 more. you're
0: You're taking too long.
1: Uh, he's but you take five. You spend five dollars more and get the premium soft. That's what that's what we was talking about right there.
2: Premium <laughs> strong style, premium soft style. <laughs> DP, the king of soft style with his shirts.
1: That's right. AJ, where can they AJ, find you? What yeah, what do you got going?
2: Uh you going? can find me on the Twitters at Phenomenal AJB. You can also catch. Some of my articles on the thechairshot.com. Like I said before, I did the Clash of Champions review along with uh, United Wrestling Network, UWN. They're going to have a, another show on Tuesday, so you can catch my article Wednesdays, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And I'm going to be nice because I'm the loving brother I am, along with the Pro Wrestling t-shirts, there's another shirt out there for my older brother and Chris Platt on Pod is War, the Platt Blast 2020, because, I mean, we've all seen the, the presidential debate this week. It was kind of, eh, one party looked dumb and vice versa. So why not go with people that actually admit they're dumb with Chris Platt, Andrew Blaz, go support Platt Blast 2020 on thechairshot.com forward slash thechairshot.
0: Pro-wrestling-tee's. For yeah, uh, shot. I know that one fucks me up every time. Even <laughs> on the I did a solo shot a couple weeks ago and fucked that up a couple times. My name is PC Tunny. You can follow me at PC Tunny. Uh, I love to give my NFL picks every week. We're above 500. I don't know if we'd be making money with juice. Uh, the, the, the locks it had a beating last week, but it's early. So, you know, check out FPC Tony for my picks this weekend, had the winner, the Broncos last night, uh, food, loving me some food, loving what's going on. The chef show with, uh, DP, who's the guy, why, why are names eluding me? Roy Choi and, show? uh, swingers. And oh, John, John Favreau. Favreau. Oh, John yeah. Favreau oh. and Roy Choi. New episodes of the chef show are out. It's uh, good things stuff. are alluding me and Do if you're a like hunter, WI 247
2: you're... botching names left and right yeah uh, we're a cooking uh, show yeah,
0: right. Right. yeah there you go <laughs> we're a cooking show always a cooking show and uh also netflix uh, meat eater if you're a hunter watch it if you're not a hunter don't watch it but uh steven Ronaldo meat eater uh, a lot of good recipes a lot of good hunts on there to check out i know i'll be watching the boys after this gentlemen we did it again uh last thoughts around the horn
1: have fun cooking.
2: <laughs> Have fun cooking and go enjoy the boys season two on Amazon Prime. Trust me, right. not going to regret let's,
0: it. R- let's, let's wrap this up because I got the Makes newest butcher. episode to watch. And you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as Ah.
1: I do a good job filling in with the "you've been listening" <laughs> bit uh, last week because I tried my best tunny impression.
0: Yeah, he did. Uh... I didn't listen. God, <laughs> I'll have to go back and listen.
3: It's total
0: <laughs> BS. Was
2: not listening to the new edition. Que tu cuerpo es para dar la alegría y cosa buena, alla
3: tu cuerpo, alegría, macarena, ¡Eh macarena, baila tu cuerpo, alegría, macarena, ¡Que tu cuerpo es para dar la alegría y cosa buena, a tu cuerpo, alegría, macarena, ¡Eh macarena, caray macarena! Macarena novio que se llama, que se llama de apellido Vitorino en la ura de bandera del muchacho.
0: bandera del muchacho.